Welcome back to the Caps On Podcast. My name is Tyler Blumenstick, joined by Nick Tobias, Sam Meehan, and Anthony Mano. Um, it's week four of the NFL season. Giants fans, extremely disappointed. Um, As usual. Pain. Thoughts on last As week? As usual. What, do you guys got? what do you mean thoughts on last week? The Giants are trash. Okay. Right around I'm the used- league. Oh, around the league. Listen, it's good to see that the NFL has been doing, well, has been doing all right with COVID cases and that they're keeping going. Uh, obviously, yesterday the news broke out that a bunch of Titans players got it. And now they're going to postpone until maybe Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news is nobody on the Vikings got it. So that spells good for the league. So keep on trucking along, baby. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. My only thought oh, is the oh. Falcons are, should not be allowed to be NFL franchise anymore. No. They shouldn't be, and Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. I'm shocked Dan Quinn still has a job. He it's is not going to have a baffling. job after this week. Not after mm-hmm. this week. Whoever has it, too, Adam Gase is getting fired if they lose uh, If they lose tomorrow. And they're wearing all black for his funeral, so. <laughs> yeah. The Jets are ready to roll. All right. Before we, uh, before we jump into picks, I would like to uh, – I would like to – commend myself for picking the bills oh, uh, dude, minus bro, two and a okay. half i knew you were gonna bring this up for it yeah I've, yeah i'm gonna bring it up i got ridiculed for it so yeah i'm gonna bring it up what do you mean what kind of a what kind of a all right kind of a, so for anybody so hold on, no, 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 let me finish let me finish i don't care i don't care i don't care let me finish <laughs> let me finish i don't care that Josh Allen converted two third and 22s. Well, I do care, but I don't care. I don't care that they got a BS defensive pass interference that set up the game-winning touchdown. All I care about is that that Buffalo Bills team covered minus two and a half. I don't care the circumstances that happened. I don't care that they blew a 28-3 lead. I do not care. I care that I was right and you were wrong, Nick. That's all I care about. That's all I have to say. It's the best feeling in the world. It is. All right. It All right. Is. Hey, listen. Can't, what am I going to do? Yeah, I was like, one and a half like that morning. I wasn't playing, so I can't really say anything or nope. put up a fight about it. All nope. I could say is that I did get teased the Rams up to plus five and a half. And I was oh, okay. so you're fine anyway. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's kick it off. We're going to go with Thursday's um, Denver at Jets um, at MetLife. Thursday. Snoozer. Every Thursday, it's apparently garbage night. Yeah, it's been bad so far on Thursdays, garbage. but the line started at uh, Denver Great. minus two and a half. So the Jets were getting points at home, and the line is actually back down to even as we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, Whoa. Vandal yeah, ha- has it as minus one and a half. For, for, for Thursday. For Bronco? Broncos? For Broncos. Yeah, for Broncos, Broncos. minus one and okay. a half. Okay. Um, yeah, my notes I have mean, minus three. I think they were just like Monday. Regardless, it's a coin toss. Um some key injuries, um, as we know, I mean, Denver is absolutely destroyed. Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, A.J. Bouye, Von Miller, Jarrell Casey, Mark Barron, all guys that are starters in that offense and defense, but on both sides of the ball, actually, hurt. Um, I don't know how to say his name, but it's not going to be Jeff, Jeff Driscoll this week. It's going to be Brett Ripien, Ripien? Brett Give um, me Blake Bortles. Brett yeah, Ripien. I mean, all I want. Is he really, like, before we get into picks and really go around, is he really – is he, he really? Is he a downgrade from Dr- Jeff Driscoll? Probably not really. I don't know. So I mean, the reason the line moved from—I mean, I think it opened up as three and a half, and it went down to one and a half. The reason it moved down so much is because Jeff Driscoll isn't quarterbacking anymore, which really I don't think makes that much of a difference. <laughs> um, I mean, this just is like one of the seen Driscoll, like more than whoever this new guy is. I've never heard of him before, so 
Yeah, it's this is the first time I'm hearing of him. But this is one of the few games of the year that Sam Darnold is going to be the better quarterback on the field, which is hard to believe. He's um, supposed to be. He's supposed, he's supposed to be the better be. quarterback on the field. I, I mean, I think it's going to happen. I mean, I'll kick it off here. I'm actually going to go with the Jets at home in a pick em. Um The only thing that scares me here is going to be Denver's run game. And if, they, if Denver can simplify their offense enough to give the quarterback a chance to find guys like Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, um, KJ Hamler, or even Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay out of the backfield. Um, they have more weapons on offense than the Jets, but I just think the Jets as a whole should be able to get this game done at home. Um, but I'm interested to see what you guys think. So, uh, All right. I mean, so I'll make one case for the Jets, and then I'm going to make a case for not the Jets, and I'm not going to pick the Jets. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos and pick them. So the Jets are 4-1 and in their past five games at home. All right, cool. That's about all I got to talk good about the Jets. Um, <laughs> other than that, ESPN, so ESPN has produces this stat. It's called total efficiency. It blends offense, defense, and special teams. It ranks a team on a scale of zero to 100, okay? The Jets' total efficiency is a six. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a six, okay? So the Jets are getting outscored on average 31 to 12 every game. Um, yes, Darnold is the best probably supposed to be the best quarterback on the field but all their position skill position guys are hurt i mean you're looking at rashad perryman and, and Le'Veon bell definitely aren't playing jameson crowder's questionable um donald really has nobody to throw to the ghost of frank Gore isn't really going to cut it out of the backfield um and you know despite being 0-3 denver is still playing with a lot of juice and fighting hard for vic fangio uh and i think the effort that the denver team is going to produce is going to be enough to catch the w I'm glad you mentioned that the Broncos play for Vic Fangio because we talked earlier um, how the rumor is that the the Jets are going to fire Adam Gase if he fails to win this game, right? And if I'm the players, right, like I don't think they play for Adam Gase. And I'm sure they're tuned into the rumors, right? It's New York. If they haven't already been asked about it, I'm sure they – you know, have some understanding of like what's being said around like the locker room or what's being said uh, in the media outlets around the city. Um, I don't think they're going to actively try to win to save his job. I think they're going to win because that's what you send a football player out there to do. Like no football player is going to purposely like cross his hand and lose or like cross his, cross his arms and lose uh, openly. Um, but they're not going to actively try harder for Adam Case. I don't think so. I'm taking I'm taking the Broncos uh, here. The the Jets are uninspiring. They got rocked last week. They got rocked the week before. They got rocked the week before that. There's no redeeming qualities about this about this football team. The, the Jets just are flat out garbage. Sam Darnold was supposed to be the best quarterback in that draft class, and he's been he's been wasted. Um, I. I I, I got to go with the Broncos here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Broncos too. And that's your point. You know, they're not going to go actively lose. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Darnold lets a few balls uh, sail on him a little bit into the secondary, you know, throw <laughs> six picks, you know, lose a couple fumbles, get Adam Gase the hell out of New York. <laughs> I mean, they're, he's actively going to try to lose his game. He's actively going to get – did you see that? Uh, there was like a clip of – of an interview after uh, the Sunday's game, and like, and like, oh, like, Gase is our coach. Like, we love him. Like, it looks like he's at gunpoint. 
Yeah, <laughs> he like, might yeah, I do remember. That. I do, yeah, I do like, remember it, seeing that, like, that press conference. The, the yeah. size of like the frame is like you know one of us, but like you know, zoom out a little bit. I'm sure Adam Gates freaking gun to his. Back. What's with his? It's his eyes, dude. It's yeah, his crazy eyes. You don't do it for me. So we're all on, so we're all on the bro- Oh no, you I was going to save it till I was about to cut to the next clip, but the more I look at this game, I'm going to switch over to the Broncos. <laughs> like they only let up I mean, only you say the only but they let up 20, Yeah, they let up 28 points to Tampa Bay, which has the two best wide receivers in the league, I would say. I mean, as a tandem at least, if you're if you're talking in that sense. No. 26 to Pittsburgh and 16 to Tennessee, and those are all offenses that can score the football. Tennessee's put up 30 points in a row, like, since that week one matchup. Yeah, they've given it up, and they've only scored an average of about, I think this is a little less than 13. It's like 12 and a half. Yeah. 12. Um, 12 I'm going to go with Denver. What's the current over-under at? Because when I did my notes, I had 39 and a half, and I was under in that as well. Okay, yeah, I still like the under in that matchup as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, okay, let's move on to. What a cra- I'm sorry, but why? Why do all these Thursday games have to be so bad? I mean, granted, last week actually wasn't too bad with Miami and Jacksonville, um, but why does it have to be so bad? Eventually, we'll get a good one. It'll get right. Yeah, <laughs> last weekend. Right. Last weekend was a was a fun matchup, but a bad but a bad game. I think mm-hmm. it was a f- it, it, on paper yeah. it looked good, and I think we. I, I mean, I whiffed. I picked the Jaguars. I. I yeah, I think I think we, we, all, think did. we all did. Yeah, <laughs> the team. Wins it happens. It happens. Yeah. All right, what are, what are we going? What are we... Okay, yeah, we're gonna go to Sunday yeah, night now. Um, it's gonna be the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the San Francisco 49ers. The line is set at Niners minus seven. Total set at 46. Um, anybody oh, want to start first? Yeah, I want to go first, and I'm gonna make it. All right. Let me get, make, let me make the case against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Carson Wentz has the fewest average passing yards per attempt this season. He is averaging 5.6 yards. Everybody that's above him, the three, four spots above him, are Joe Burrow, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, and Dwayne Haskins, and they're all on their rookie deal. So Carson Wentz is really in the crapper. Okay, Wentz has 12 turnover-worthy plays, which is the most in the NFL. Okay, he has a 47.3 power pro football focus grade, which is 39th, 39th among active quarterbacks. His passer rating in a clean pocket is 68.8, and he's the only quarterback below 70. Okay. Philly's bad. Their team looks bad. Their offensive line is porous. But they are 5-1 and one against the spread in their past six road games against winning teams. The Niners have just covered six of 27 of those home games. I think this is a get-right game for Philly. Philly plus seven. To add on to you, Nick, the line opened at plus three. So, oh, little plus. I don't, and, and listen, it doesn't even sound like everybody's playing for uh, uh, for San Fran this week. No, they're um, they're it'll they're a it'll supposed to play, but I don't think uh, Garoppolo or McKinnon or, um, mm-hmm. or, or Moster. I don't even think Jordan Reed's gonna play. I think both of them are in. Who Garoppolo and Moster? I think are gonna play. They both didn't okay. practice today, but you know that it's Wednesday, so yeah. I think, I think the early indication is that they'll they will be playing. I think Kittle should be back also, um, but who knows? I mean, he's kind of been a game time decision for what two weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm gonna take I gotta take the Eagles plus three here, uh, or plus seven, since it opened at plus three. I'm not gonna. 
you know, Vegas obviously saw something here. I think last week we talked about a bounce back game for, um, I think it was for Drew Brees, right? And that's why that line last week that uh, yeah. that Saints um, at Saints Packers line on Monday night opened uh, opened at whatever it did, but it ended it ended something similar to this. But uh, I, I'll bet I'll bet on the bounce back game for Carson Wentz. I've been critical of Carson Wentz his entire career, but mostly not for his ability, but mostly for his ability to like stay on the field. Um, I think the talent is there. Um, I think the receivers are a little bit weird. They're, you know, not exactly the, the world beaters. Ra- that, and Rager's uh, on a uh, Rager's on IL. Yeah. Jalen Rager went on IR. They want Alshon Jeffrey to be back this week. They're ramping up his practice. So I think he's going to end up being a game time decision. So whether he plays or not is, is up to, uh, is up to Doug Peterson. But if this line opened at the only rationale I have here is this line opened at plus three, right? Now it's up to plus seven. They, for whatever reason, Vegas thought either they got it wrong and are like adjusting or the public's all over 49ers. So I'll, 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 I'll stick with Vegas well, I, and what I, they thought. I think when they opened, they, there was thinking there was really not a chance that, um, you know, Garoppolo or Moser would be able to play, but mm. seeing as it, it's more up in the air now, they want to mm-hmm. kind of play it safe and keep it at that seven points just in case they are back. I mean, even if they are back, I still do like the Eagles plus seven. Again, I think it's a, Big bounce. This is really a season-defining game for them. They're 0-2 and one, but they're still only, I guess, a game back. I don't know how ties work and like you know games back in the division. But I mean, Dallas at one and two. Granted, they've played three good teams, but they're still right there. And so yeah, 11 plus seven. And dare I say it, to to a little oh, bit of lunch you, money yeah. on the money line oh, there. Money. Just a little money. bit. But this is a game. This is a must-win game for the Eagles. Oh, it's only week four, God. but if if they don't win this game, then I could <laughs> see some some per, some trouble. personnel changing up in in the uh, on the sidelines. But listen, I, I'm I, I think the whole town is waiting, or the whole town, the whole city is waiting to see if Jalen Hurts is going to get his shot. And I mean, yeah. like you said, Sammy, with with a a personnel change if Carson Wentz, you know, has another game where he's throwing multiple two, three interceptions and only a touchdown and can only score, you know, 14, 20 points, then you're done. Yeah. All right. I'll close this out. I'm going to actually go San Fran minus seven um, contingent on the fact that um, Jimmy G. There's no contingents here. There's no contingents. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I mean, my, my pick is contingent on the fact that I think they're going to play. So, I mean, just – based off of some fantasy stats, which are kind of an indication of how a team is. I don't have the actual defense grades right now, but the Eagles average a or allow an average of 18 fantasy points a week to running backs. Um, and that's San Francisco's entire game. So regardless of if Moster is playing, and to say it's just McKinnon and Jeff Wilson, we saw what they did to the Giants last week. Although it wasn't necessarily through the run game, the running backs were able to make plays and actually get in the end zone. Giants so, are bad. Giants are bad. I know the Giants are bad, but the, the <laughs> Philly is also bad. And Philly's also bad. I think they're, they're more really talented, but I think they're still a bad team. They're 0-3 against the spread. San Fran, their defense is what really surprised me last week. I know the Giants offense is bad. I don't even know how – I don't have a word for it. Bad, bad is a good word. Bad, bad is a great word I don't want to overuse the word bad. That's the thing. Extra um, bad. <laughs> terrible extra just... bad. Um, Abysmal. Not... Yeah, decrepit it's, it's, of talent. A disaster. Um, an yeah, absolute I don't, not good. 
Yeah, I'm uh, going to go San Fran minus seven. I, I just think okay. that's the move here. Well, what if they don't get Jimmy G or Mostert or whatever? Well, then, I mean, the line's going to come down, and I don't know if I still am comfortable taking Philly at, like, a plus four. Okay. Uh, because uh, that's hey, a little scary to me. I, right. I would still be inclined to take um, the 49ers. So, let's move on. We're going to go to our easy money segment of the show. Um where it's basically our lock of the week. I'm going to kick it off with the Arizona Cardinals minus three and a half. Mm, okay. um, All right. I agree with you. We can they're go playing the Panthers. Um, last week, Kyler Murray threw three interceptions. I don't think that's going to happen against this Carolina defense because let's face it. They're just not that good. Their secondary is not that great. And I mean, one of them I believe was Hopkins fault um, or maybe that was two weeks ago. I don't remember, but regardless, I, I just think the Cardinals are a really good team. And if the Seahawks didn't exist, I think they'd win the division because they're good and they're better than any other team in that division. And they should just get a win here. I mean, three and a half is a low spread against a Panthers team that just isn't good. It's very average with good players. McCaffrey's out and they just don't have a lot of talent. So I just, I don't know. I think this is an easy money game here and I'm going to go with them for my lock. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree. You cut, you talk about Kyler throwing three interceptions last week. I mean, that's not going to happen again. Yeah. Um, you know, they're coming off of a bad loss, and, and now they're playing a poor Carolina defense that kind of got lucky last week against the San Diego – or, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the, the Carolina offense was outgained by 134 yards last week, so uh, it really looked like, you know, the Chargers were kind of supposed to win that game. Uh, you know, Carolina has a 28th-ranked 28th overall defense, and you're talking about an Arizona Cardinals defense, which can not only pass the ball but run the ball with the running back and the quarterback um, – I think Arizona plus, or I'm sorry, Arizona minus three and a half is a good, is a good shot there today. Who's up? Take it, Sam. All right. Uh, best bet of the week. Um, I love the Bengals minus three. Um, yeah. I think they're at home against Jacksonville. Um, so since he has been competitive in all three games so far this year against, um, there was a week one that was uh, the Chargers, the um, Eagles last week and the Browns week two. And the Jags, I think, of, of those four teams, they might be the worst of those four teams, especially defensively. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be able to feast against the secondary the same way that, you know, even better than like Fitzpatrick did last week. If he can think to. straight. Well, yeah, he's got he's got to stay on, stay on his feet. If he, oh, yeah, that, that hit looked uh, unbelievable. Higher, Crazy. bone in his body just started crumbling, but he came crazy. back the next he, play. He's, yeah, he came back the next play. So don't matter. SAC boy. That's the SAC boy. And baby. I, I think last week we saw who the Jags really are. Like I think week one was a bit of a fluke for both them and Indianapolis. Completely they're just, agree. They're back to being, you know, probably the worst team in football. Potentially and Well I especially think, their defense. Like I like you were saying, you know, they really the Jags are kind of showing who they are. Mm-hmm. You look at their defense played so well week one, everybody was so surprised. And then they kind of got torched the past two weeks. And it's like, oh, okay, the Jaguars are back. <laughs> and Burrow, like, even as a rookie, looks so comfortable and so poised that I think it's time for his first NFL win. And, yeah, minus three, I take a minus four, five, six. I oh, I, I, I oh, think wow. this could be a, potentially be, you know, a 10, 14-point win for Cincinnati. Nice. Yeesh. All right. Confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay. 
I got two easy money picks on my docket. I need you guys. I might have one with you. Pick so A or B. Pick A or B. 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 B? Uh, All right. Go for it. Browns and Cowboys. I'm taking the Browns minus four and a half. Yes! 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 That was my make the case. Four and a half. No, Cowboys minus four and a half. Excuse me. Uh, No, I know. No, I know. Um, I know. (laughs) So my thing with the Browns, right? I agree. The the Browns offense, right, has the ability to put up points in bunches. They have a, a probably top five, six wide receiver corps in the, uh, in, in the NFL. If you look at guys like Odell Beckham Jr., like Jarvis Landry, they have Njoku, um, Austin Hooper, they signed in the offseason, a two-headed monster running back with Hunt and Chubb. That off, that, they can put up points, and that Cowboys defense isn't that inspiring. You flip that around, though, and that Cowboys offense is going to absolutely curb stomp the Browns defense. It's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's even a comparable matchup for those two. I, I think for every three points the Brown is going to put up, the Browns can put up, the, the Cowboys are going to end up putting up another seven. Um, and I, I, every time I watch the Browns, they do this thing, right? If they're, in a, if they're close in a game, they'll keep it close. But if they go down early or if they sense that they're like falling behind, they don't do anything to really push the tempo. You know what I mean? Like, they, like it, it never feels like they can come back from like a 14 point loss. And I don't know if that's the coaching staff because it's changed now. It's been two years. I've been seeing this. Um, I don't know if it was, if it's Kevin Stefanski who just wants to, you know, run the ball or if it's the personalities on that team, like an Odell Beckham jr. And a Baker Mayfield, maybe not trying when they're down 14. Um, but I think the Cowboys have the ability to put up points. And if their defense can't hold the Brown, if the defense can hold the Browns to a, to a mediocre game, I think four and a half is easy. I think uh, Sam, like what you were saying with the, with the, uh, with the Bengals, like I, this can get up to 10 for me. And I think I'd still probably be okay betting it. I don't think the Browns play very inspiring football. Um, I got to take the Cowboys yeah, here. Uh, what's the over under on that game? Like 60, uh, uh, 56, <laughs> like 60. <laughs> uh, give me a second. Let me uh big twelve game. So I want to come back at okay, whatever. So I'm gonna come back at you a little bit for this because I was gonna this my make the case is gonna be for the Browns in this game. Really? Um, Okay, it's gonna be for the Cowboys. So I'm with you there, Mana. Okay. So now Dak Prescott last week, four hundred and seventy two yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm -hmm. My concern is his arm gonna fall off. Um because (laughs) he's just he's just passing okay. Now, their offense is fine, and we've talked about how their defense is not fine. Um, they've allowed 77 points combined the past two games, averaging around 38.5 points given up per game and only scoring an average of 32. So we talk mm-hmm. about these offense. You talk about, you know, the Browns having to keep up with the, uh, with, with the Dallas Cowboys. The Browns have been doing just fine these past two games. This one-two punch between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt has obviously proven pretty valuable to this team. And not mm-hmm. only is it valuable to this team, but it's valuable to Baker Mayfield. Um, Kevin Stefanski is utilizing that running game perfectly. It's taking pressure off of Baker Mayfield. Now he doesn't have to make all of it, the plays, and he doesn't have to do everything. He's got two running backs that can make the plays. He's got a mm-hmm. superstar in Odell Beckham Jr. He's got a, a stud wide receiver in Jarvis Landry. And he has a, arguably a top five, top ten uh, tight end in, in Austin Hooper. Um, you know, my thing is, I don't think – I don't think the Browns win this football game because this would be the first time they'd win three straight since 2011. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas is all win three against the spread. 
I, I listen. My whole thing here is Dallas has has played some tough teams between playing the Rams, um, the Falcons, and the Seattle Seahawks. And this is, I think, they kind of take their foot off the pedal a little bit here. They think they can kind of breeze through it. And I do think the Browns can kind of jump off, uh, you know, get get a quick start early in this game. I mean, Dallas has played catch up those past three games, and you know, it's worked out for them a couple times. Um, but I could see the Browns actually keeping up in this game and keeping it close. I don't think the Browns are going to win. And four and a half, I don't really like four and a half. I feel more, more comfortable with maybe five or six. Um, but I, I, I like the Browns at four plus four and a half. All right. I think that's a, that's a good segue into, uh, into our make the case segment, I guess. I guess I'm going to say, did everybody, uh, did everyone give a. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll make a quick lock. We were actually talking about it before uh, we went on air. Um, we were talking about Pittsburgh at Tennessee that might be postponed to later this week. Um, Tennessee open or they currently they opened at minus one and a half. I don't know if the game's still available on sportsbook since it's kind of postponed. Um, but Pittsburgh plus one and a half at Tennessee. Tennessee uh, players, personnel, coaches aren't going to be allowed back into the facility until Saturday. So that means no practice, um, no organized team activities. Now you look at three teams that are both unbeaten, two uh, two three and zero teams. Um, granted, Pittsburgh has beaten three zero oh, and three teams when it comes to the Giants, the Denver uh, Broncos, and the Houston Texans. At least they look dominant doing it. They did. Now their defense looks phenomenal. So their defense allows running wise, they allow two point one yards per carry on an average of fifty four yards per game. Okay, which is ridiculous. And now you look at Tennessee, whose whole offensive game plan goes through Derrick Henry. So if Pittsburgh is able to neutralize Derrick Henry even a little bit, you're putting the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands. Yes, Ryan Tannehill had a great year last year, and he's doing decent this year, but he's not that quarterback that can put up four touchdowns, which is what you're probably going to need. Um, you know, Big Ben has looked fantastic this season. Um, he looks back, and he looks real comfortable. He, he's utilizing uh, Chase Claypool, uh, Eric Ebron. You know, Benny Snell has emerged out of the backfield. as a good one-two punch with him and James Conner. Um, I just feel, feel really comfortable taking Pittsburgh here, especially since they're going to be able to practice all the way up until game time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good point. All right, so, I mean, as Mano gave us a little half segue into Make the Case, I'll give us the full segue. Um, moving on to Make the Case. I gave you the little, I gave you the little motorized scooters, not the, like the full – or not the motorized scooters. <laughs> the, you know, remember, it was like 20, was it like 2016, 2017. Oh, the hoverboards. Had the hoverboards, yeah, the, the little half segue. I gave you one of those as opposed to the ones that they're riding around the Disney parking lot in with the, the full-on segue. Okay, sorry. Full Paul like, Bart. Oh, oh, I'll take yeah, it. Like, yeah, not like the Paul Bart segue. I gave, yeah. you, the, I gave you the hoverboard. <laughs> Um, uh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, have, I, have, I have two that I really want to talk about. And- okay. I'm going to go and make my case for the Buffalo Bills minus three against the Vegas Raiders. Um, Yes. The thing with me is here, um, the only impressive win, I mean, I know it's a small sample size over three games, but the Raiders beat the Saints, and that's really the only impressive victory. Carolina is bad. They beat them in week one. Which Which you can argue the Saints aren't even that impressive this year. They aren't. They were without Michael Thomas. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still it a looks better team. in week three, the Saints. Sure. sure. Yeah, no, I mean, they think they're a good team and they're going to be there at the end. But the thing for me there is Darren Waller went off that game. Um, they had no way to contain him. Um, the he Saints, wasn't even 100% healthy. He was like, I know, but the Saints 75. defense had no answer. Like, absolutely no, I know, no answer. I know. But then you, you go to New England, and Belichick is that guy that has the ability to just put his finger on a single guy 
and say, you're not going to catch the football today. And that's what he did last week to Darren Waller. So that just leaves with Henry Ruggs out and Hunter Renfro really being the only other option there. Tyrell Williams is out for them. Bryce Edwards is out for them too. There. Yeah, it's the, the only thing you need to stop if you shut him down is, is Josh Jacobs. So you stop Darren Waller and you force the other receivers to get open. And then you just play good run defense, which the Bills have. Um, and they also have the linebackers like Tremaine Edmonds that can stick with Darren Waller. And they have good cornerbacks and they have good safeties that can also shadow him. So, Well, they also have arguably the best safety in the league right now with Jordan Poyer. He's got, I think he has the highest PFF grade for safeties. Um, yeah, they have guys that have the ability to cover Darren Waller and they're good against the run also. And I just 100%. think Josh Allen is unstoppable right now. And this Vegas defense just isn't good. They gave up 34 points to Carolina. They gave up 24 or 30 points to Carolina, 24 to New Orleans, and 36 to New England. And you can argue that does, New England doesn't even have that great of a high-powered offense. So Does it I, concern I think you at all that they blew a 28-3 lead and had to take it to, like, the last stretch of the game to, 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 beat, um, to beat the Rams? No, because I think the Rams are a better team than Vegas. And it, it doesn't surprise me that – the Rams offense put up points like that because they have more weapons. I think Jared Goff is miles more talented than Derek Carr, although maybe not miles. I feel like that's a stretch, but he's a better quarterback. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have the ability to score. Tyler Higby is another good option. So look, it doesn't surprise me that they came back on the bills, but I just think that the bills will be able to do it. So I agree with you with with the bills minus three. I'm going to make one thing. Josh Allen career in the red zone, 42 touchdowns, one turnover. He's good. He's good. That for a dude good that point. was ridiculed for his accuracy. Which so, isn't – it isn't the best. College. It no, isn't, it isn't the, the best. best. No. But he's, you know what he's not he, ridiculed for? Hands Big hands. 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 Yeah. Um, so, wait, real, real quick, real quick. Um, well, I, I had two medications. I'm going to really go into the other one, but one of them I actually had the Raiders' money line. Oh! So, so, if you look at the three games they played – a shaky performance, but still a win against Carolina at yep. Carolina. A pretty dominant victory at home against New Orleans, and then they went to New England and, you know, didn't, didn't really look too good again. I know there's no fans, but they look significantly better at home. I know they're missing some weapons, and Buffalo they did. looks they did. They did. really they did look good, good at, at their best. But, like, that, I am a little concerned about that blown lead, and that's why – and their car looks great this year. He looks a little rejuvenated. He does. I, don't, I don't think he's turned the ball over yet. If I'm not uh, mistaken. I don't know. I'll have to look. I know, he has no, I, don't, I know he has no interceptions, but I don't know if he has a fumble or not. But um, I'll get into my like, actual one later. But He got six touchdowns, no picks. Baller. Interesting. Listen, he's, puts... he's making it work. And that's the mm-hmm. thing. Ever, I'm so surprised that the Raiders are – the only reason the Raiders are playing, I think, as decent as they're playing is because their defense is – really not that bad anymore mm-hmm. um their defense is kind of holding them in games josh jacobs is so versatile you know through the air and on the ground um you know they're able to put up points like you said like both of these teams the bills and the raiders are two of the six teams to hit the over in all three of their games so far uh and the over under is at 51 and a half so i mean i could see this being a back and forth game i i like i like the over club here okay I don't I don't hate the I don't hate the overpick either like especially that. seeing that especially seeing what the, the the Bills defense just blew a lead like that I 
susceptible again. I mean, we've seen we've seen the Falcons kind of do the same thing, right? Like kind of blow a lead once, and it's like it, it's always in the back of your head. It, it's I don't been think in their heads since Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they it's extreme. As been the same team since then. It's probably not as extreme as what the Falcons are going through right now, but it's still something to to monitor. Even though you won the game, right? Like you still watch the film, and you're like, here's why we came back from, or here's why we, you know, blew a twenty eight three lead. So. Uh, I guess I can segue into my pick of the week, uh, into my easy money pick, and it's well, uh, isn't, Patriots. Isn't your make the case, or because oh, got, it is make the case. Me. No, it is my make the case. You're right. You're okay. right. You're right. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. I just got two of them. I'm I'm ready to rock. I, I'm yeah. making the case for the uh, for the New England Patriots. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's go. I so, want to hear. It. Let me hear because I'm okay. gonna come with you on so this. So last week, my, last it's, uh-huh. it's it's also it's New England plus seven. If yes, it's plus lot. seven. I can't remember the last time a New England team was like plus anything um, more than like three or four. And for all I know, it could have happened this earlier this I mean, season. But that's... I think week two, yeah, no, week two against Seattle was the first time they were a dog in like four or five years, something like that. Nice, nice. Um, in the and listen, like. Season. I, last week, my rationale to bet again to bet on the Chiefs on on the on the um, on the Sunday or was it Monday night Sun, uh, Monday it night Monday. game Monday night game was to not bet against the Super Bowl MVP. So why has my narrative changed and why am I now betting on the Super Bowl MVP? Uh, and the answer is fairly simple: it's Bill Belichick, right? I think if you look if you watch that game on Monday there were some things that Lamar Jackson was able to do fairly successfully and some things that he wasn't able to do fairly successfully. They had a decent option game going where he was able to run the ball. Some of his medium throws were okay. Some of the deep balls were, were shaky and the short throws weren't really there. Um, I think Bill Belichick watched that game as he, you know, should have because he's the coach and he has to, you know, compute some sort of game plan. Um, And he's going to put his guys in the position to to win the football game like like outright like he saw you play to win the football game he saw what lamar jackson did and he's got a very similar quarterback in in cam newton and he's going to put cam newton and that chief's defense in a position that made them uncomfortable so i I mean you're 100 right the 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 kansas city chiefs give up the six most rushing yards and you talk about mm -hmm. the versatility of the quarterback and you know, their ability to run the ball, like you said, like when there was the Ravens. I mean. Oh, is yep. that, oh I thought you were going yeah, no, to I thought you were going to keep going. That's why I think it's simple <laughs> oh. order. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, I mean, fine. if I keep no, going, no, no, I mean, if, no, you I talk about Bill Palachuk and the discipline. Okay. Okay. All right. No, I mean, no, I mean, you're, you're right. Oh, I guess I'm done. done. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick is a great coach. He, he just coaches disciplined teams. Oh. And, <laughs> and you saw like, well, the options with the chiefs and you, or, or you saw the Ravens defense when Andy Reid was calling these options and they weren't disciplined. They're over pursuing. Um, mm-hmm. They're not staying home. And that's something that Bill Belichick just simply won't let happen. Um, you know, New England has a very, very good secondary. They're disciplined. They know how to stay with their man. Um, I mean, it, it's a gr- th- this matchup is a great measure to see how Cam Newton and Bill Belichick can kind of mesh and figure it out together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a hard time. Um, I mean, I, I like New England plus seven here. I do, but like, <sighs> but in but in which the man, but like the manner in which the Chiefs like 
left the Ravens like shell shock. It makes mm-hmm. it like really tough to kind of go yeah. against the Chiefs offense. But mm-hmm. it's Bill Belichick. And like you said, let's run. Well, yeah, like I was saying, I trust Bill Belichick to put Cam Newton in the positions that draw that to succeed on like John Harbaugh did with um uh did with Lamar Jackson. I I, I hate betting against the Patriots. But I also hate betting against the Super Bowl MVP. So, like, I, I'm in a little bit of a tough spot here. These two teams always play – these two teams have played it close in the past. I mean, I, I don't see any reason that this isn't, uh, isn't going to be close this time. And the, the Chiefs defense, even though they kind of balled out last week, still don't inspire me that much. I, I'm not in love with them. They had a, I'm in love with the performance they had last week. They were very well prepared. I'd like to see them do it twice. Um, Pats plus seven. Okay. All right. So I have two make the cases. I'll make them both pretty quick since I don't want to take up any more time. My first one is going to be the Chicago Bears plus two and a half at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. I like that. That's interesting. Nick Foles stepping into that offense gives Matt Nagy so much more versatility in what to do and what what the, the ability that Nick Foles has. Um, you know, as soon as you see Foles come in last week, you immediately see uh, an energetic jump on both the off- offense and the defensive side of the football. Um, he threw three fourth quarter touchdowns last week, which is, which he looked great. I mean, Foles looked great last week and Indianapolis is shorthanded on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they're missing Pittman Jr. They're missing Campbell. All they really have left is T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle and Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines, which I mean, okay, but at the same time, I don't know. It, Bears haven't really been inspiring too much in their wins, their first two wins, except for their comeback win last week against the Falcons. Um, and the Bill, the Bears yet have yet to score a touchdown in the third quarter, which I don't really think means that much. Um, but I think Foles is a massive upgrade from Mitchell Trubisky, maybe not just skill-wise, but just personality-wise and versatility-wise. Um, so I think Chicago, I, I will take the home dog at plus two and a half. And I will probably take their money line in the situation too. I think they win the football game. For what it's worth, there too, that game that game opened at a pick'em. So I I, I, re- I really like the Bears. I really like the Bears this game. I, I think their defense is good enough to do the job, um, and I think their offense has enough weapons between uh, Allen Robinson, uh, Anthony Miller, um, Jimmy Graham, uh, Dave Montgomery. I, I think they have enough to do do it through the air, through the ground, and hold them on the side to, you know, at least keep the game close and catch a, a W. I never thought in 2020 that Jimmy Graham would still be some sort of relevant, but here we are. Okay. And I thought he was my... done like six years ago, but – And he was done. He was done with Mitch Trubisky, but then you see the way Foles can pass the ball and how he can move the ball down the field. And now you look at Jimmy Graham as a, a legit red zone threat because mm-hmm. Nick Foles knows how to throw a football. Ingram had a big week one. He had a decent week one, I believe. But it's just been, even when he was on uh, the Packers and everything, it's just been like, well, what's good for the Saints? Yeah, it's just been what's good for Jimmy Graham. Um, Speaking of the Seahawks, that's a good segue. So I'm making the case for the Miami Dolphins plus six and a half against the Seahawks. Okay. You You have to make a good case here, Nick. I don't hate that. My thing, my I looked at this game and I see it. It just feels like a massive trap game. Okay, so Seattle is they, – they have the longest road trip in the NFL this week. They have to go from Seattle all the way down to Miami. Miami didn't have to go anywhere. They went from Jacksonville to Miami. They didn't have to go anywhere. Okay, so that's my first thing. 
My second thing, yes, we know Russell Wilson has had 14 touchdown passes, and which is 10 more than the Giants, the total Giants team has had. Um, but Seattle's likely not going to have Chris Carson. They're likely not going to have Jamal Adams. Their defense isn't as isn't as good as it used to be when it was uh, what was it? what was it Bo- uh, uh, Legion of Boom Legion of Legion. Boom it hasn't Legion been like that it it's hasn't been, a been few like years that since no but and, and you know they they've steadily been getting back there but their defense has been giving up uh, the fifth most passing yards this season which is pretty big for the Dolphins because that's really all they do Fitzpatrick last week only had two incompletions and put up 31 points. <laughs> um, you know, Seattle does put up 35 points for, per game, so can the Dolphins keep up is the question. Uh, but Miami's 19-3 and three straight up in the last 22 games against West Coast team. Um, again, I, I just think it's a huge crap game. Um, I like the way Miami is playing. They're playing hard. They're playing for Brian Flores. Uh, Fitzpatrick still has some left in the tank. And if not, you could bring out Tua. And they're, they're, gonna, they're mostly healthy. I mean, you, you have a fully healthy Devontae Parker. Uh, Preston Williams is decent. Mike Gusecki is a pretty good tight end. Uh, Miles Gaskins kind of emerged out of the backfield. Their defense can pro- hopefully get the job done, even though their secondary is depleted. Um, but I just think this is a huge trap game, and I'm going to take Miami plus six and a half. Yeah, like when you say trap mm-hmm. game, like if they're coming off like a big win against Dallas and you're looking ahead, they're home on Sunday Night Football against – I know the 0-3 Vikings, a team that, you know, underperforming. And then after that, they go to Arizona and to Buffalo. So a tough schedule going ahead. Maybe they're looking forward a little bit towards those. I like the, I like the Dolphins pick. I, I, how was, I my, can't how find was my case? How was my case? Loved you it. made it. You made it. I, I, I agree with you, Nick. I don't, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. I could see this being like Listen, a 14 Seattle, point I could see game. Seattle the winning the game. Seattle, I could yeah, see winning no, the game. It's yeah, not that I can't see but I, winning the, the game. The way, the way this game plays out in my head, right, is that it's a 14 point game and there's some garbage time, four minute Fitzpatrick, you know, whatever run. And then, you know, they go for two and you lose. It's like, bam, like yeah. 35 29. Yeah, something like that. You know, it, 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 it screams late game backdoor cover, which it also does. probably screams trap game too. Um, I, 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 convinced I, 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 I could, I could take it. Yeah. You know, Let's that's go. even something, that's even something that I'd be interested in like putting in like a tease of some, in, in exactly. a tease. I'd, yep. I'd have to go like through the like other. Get, listen, I would even, I like seven and a half more than I like six and a half. Um, mm-hmm. But I will take six and a half and maybe like you said, tease it up maybe with the, the Philly mm-hmm. game and try to get, get a little extra. Yeah. Well, I like I, I like these teasers. What I've been doing recently is I like the teasers, the teams that are like plus ten. So like this week it'll be fucking Washington at plus thirteen. I could tease them up to it'd be like nineteen and a half. I think it'd be the Rams or, or the Giants at like plus nineteen and a half. And then I could even throw the Patriots in there and get them to what seven plus six. They're uh thirteen and a half. You know, it's it's it, it's an option there. Same with the Eagles. You know, like. It, there's there's a lot of options when you when you throw a, when you throw teams in a teaser like that and you can get some more points especially if they're favored to you know if they're supposed to lose by like two touchdowns <laughs> because they're extra bad. All right, I guess. Go ahead, uh, Go ahead yeah, Sticky. Go ahead. Ready to move? Hey, real quick, I just got my like. We'll make the case. I, yeah. I spent on the Rays a bit before, but like my actual one, like it's actually the Ravens minus thirteen against Washington. Which like, doesn't seem like mm. that crazy, but that, that's a lot of points. Mm. That is a lot of points, but 
As you you're going you're to touch this game? I don't want to touch this game. Oh, I'm hammering this game. I, the, I'm with Sam. I, I, I considered it. I considered it my the, easy money. The Ravens, in the, since like Lamar Jackson become their full-on starter, like getting lots of speed last year, they have feasted upon like the bottom dwellers of the NFL. Like even, even look at week one against not even a bad uh, Cleveland team. What, it was like 38-6, something like that? Yeah, it was a smack job. Has, Haskins looks bad. Ve- very not good. Um, and I think the Ravens are pissed off after, you know, kind of laying an egg on Monday football. You know, not that they look like terrible, but, you know. They, they didn't got, look good. Didn't Lamar Jackson only have like 86 passing yards? That was, a, like that? that was probably, that was their Super Bowl pretty much because, mm-hmm. you know, they lost early last year and the Chiefs went on to win. That's a game for them. Like, oh, we got to show up and beat these guys. If we want, if we want to take them seriously, we have to win this game and they get pretty much blown out. I think they come out pissed off and win this game by 30 points. No Chase Young this week either. Oh, no. I didn't, I, I didn't even I, know that either. He's day-to-day. I don't know if he's officially out, but he's – I don't but know. I'm going to be you know, – I'm going to make one quick jab, and I'm going to do it because I really want to. Giants plus 12 and a half because they're going to cover one – they're going to cover the spread in one game this year. They're going to do it. Giants money line, baby. <laughs> it's not this one, Nick. Nick, it's not this one. <laughs> Not, it's not this one. It's not, <laughs> not this one. <laughs> they may lose by 70. All right, uh, we're going to move uh, on. We're going to go to the last segment of the week. It's going to be our Monday night segment. We have the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. Packers minus seven. <laughs> total set at a whopping 56 and a half. Sam's pointing out. <laughs> over. over. Oh, yeah, I'll start it off. Um, so... The Falcons from quarters one to three have been an incredible team. Great offense. They can, you know, they can make some stops enough on defense. Then the fourth quarter comes around and they turn to like a CFL team playing in the foul or some shit. Like, I think their collapse happens a little earlier this week. They're gonna I think they still got to a hot start. Like if you look if you like doing like first half bets and stuff like that, I wouldn't hate, you know, like a Falcons first half. But Rodgers, again, is uh, is pissed cool, off. He's still a top three quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's two or three. And, like, I, I, I love the Packers minus seven here. I think they they might be the best team in the NFC, either them or Seattle. And, and I, I, again, a big brain move by the Packers organization drafting Jordan Love to just light a fire <laughs> yeah, under Aaron Rodgers' yeah. ass. Just get him pissed off. And then uh, also uh, over 56. Over 56. Uh, I mean, I'm going to make this short. Uh, to be honest with you, I am kind of nervous about the seven just because the Atlanta Falcons are supposed to have Julio Jones back and what their, their, what their offense is capable of. Mm-hmm. Um I will probably take Green Bay minus seven. Do I love it? Not really, but I do like to bet, even though I'm not great at it. Um, <laughs> my case is, uh, so Green Bay is the only team in NFL history to score 35 or more points in the first three games and have zero turnovers. Um, so their offense is really good. Uh, Dan Quinn, his job is on the line, and it's a pretty bad spot to have your job on the line if you're playing prime time at Lambeau. Um, so Aaron Rodgers is a stud. Their Atlanta second uh, defense is not good. Um, I'll go Green Bay minus seven. 
Right. Um, you want to go, Mana? Yeah. Yeah. You don't sound too confident. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to put up a front here. I'm not very confident in this game. I know. Neither um, am I. Neither am I at all. I, I like the Packers a lot, right? They are probably one of the more talented football teams on both sides of the ball. Like You're right, Sam. Whoever pissed off Aaron Rodgers deserves a promotion of some sort, whether it's the GM or whoever decided to pick Jordan Love. and Just give him ownership of the team instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, why not? At this point, why not? Um, the, the issue here is, is the Falcons' offense, right? Like, I don't think anybody yes. denies that that offense is good. They play – extremely fast they play extremely hard football they have three probably top end wide receivers i mean julio you know up for debate whether you put him one two three four or five somewhere in that we can we can get into that another day um russell gage in the slot has really shown out and calvin ridley is really starting to show like he calvin ridley's balling yeah he's an absolute baller and he balled at alabama too and you, you see why he was you know um you know, what top recruit and why he was drafted. I think it was like the second or third round, but like he probably should have been drafted a little bit higher. Um, seven and a half for an offense like that kind of scares me for the same reason um, that we were talking about earlier. It's like a little backdoor cover. If they're losing by 14 this entire game and not even if they blow a lead and lose by 14, right. Or come close to, to blowing a lead. Like eventually this offense is going to get it like right. And they're just going to keep up. Uh, if the defense isn't going to put up points for you, or if the defense isn't going to stop anybody, just keep firing with the offense. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's kind of what the chiefs have done in, in, a, in years past where the offense just goes out and kind of wins the game. And the defense is really put in a situation where they just have to hold like a 15 point lead or something like that. I don't think it's going to be anything like that necessarily, but I gotta, I, I kind of want to take the Falcons plus seven and a half. I know. I really kind of want to really want to too. <laughs> That's why, like, I, I really tough. don't want. I don't want to touch this game until I see something. If I see Devontae Adams is in, I might be like, "Can't." Hey, I'm, I'm probably gonna look at a player prop or something else to just kind of throw some yeah, money on this I mean, game. It's I mean, the, the, game, over, but... the over isn't a bad. It, oh, it's that that 50, I love. Fifty-seven yeah. points. I mean, you're looking at what twenty-eight a piece at least. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of points. I too. could very well but, see forty-two coming from Green Bay against this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible Atlanta defense. Mm -hmm. Even if the Falcons don't score what they're expected to, I think you're right. Green Bay can put up points on that on that defense and and put it up to 40. And the Falcons just have to score what at that point 12, 13 points, Mm -hmm. something like that, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. I just want to see the Green Bay's money line what they are. All right. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna take Green Bay. Um, I see it at minus seven right here, so I'm comfortable with that. The hook does scare me a little bit, like you mentioned, if it does move up to oh seven and a God. half. The hook. Um, the hook. Um, look, the Atlanta half. could be three and oh. Or they could be uh, two and one, but they're not. And you are what you are. Um, look, Thank you, Bill Parcells. It, Dallas is one of those teams that are good, and they blew a whopping – game to that like a big huge absolutely big lead lost gave up 40 points in Chicago I mean we've touched on all this we know that Dan Quinn's job is on the line and I think Dan Quinn's getting fired this week I think 100 percent I've been thinking that for two years building it's it's at Lambeau the Falcons defense is just bad 
the Green Bay Packers defense is going to be able to rush Matt Ryan and for whatever reason, going to be able to rattle him. But he gets rattled anyways somehow, just doesn't put up points in the second half. And Aaron Rodgers has been that consistent guy that can go from quarter one to quarter four, start to finish. And it's just going to be much of the same here. The total is really, really high, and I don't think that's because of the Falcons. I think that's because – it's going to be Aaron Rodgers against Green Packers Bay. Packers have put I up 43, being... 42, and 37 this year. Yeah, I, mean, I could see this game being like 40 to 20, and, and that's a Green Bay cover, and that's what I want. It's going to be a lot like um, the Seattle game week one um, against Atlanta. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Green Bay. I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers, and I'm even going to take a touchdown and uh, give it to Atlanta, and he, he's still going to win. So, I mean, any yeah. final thoughts? I looked at the, the money up? line. I looked at the money line. It was minus three twenty for Green Bay, and I mean, mm-hmm. I'd rather just not touch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you want my final thoughts, Dick? Yeah, let's see some final thoughts. <laughs> Giants plus twelve and a half. Yeah, you. Hey. <laughs> might be All your right. final thought because you're going to go to the grave with the fucking Giants. <laughs> I, will, I will die on that hill. I will pick Giants money line every week this year. At what, point, at, what point, at what point is it smart to bet it when they go up to like when it's like plus 16 and a half or something like that or 17 and a half? Like, it's so Because we're still project. We're still, we're still shooting up. Like Vegas like, isn't going right, to stop so, until so they cover we, we expect the Rams to, to cover 12 and a half. Giants plus yeah. four. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's look at it this right. way. Let me, let me lay this out for you. How many points do you think the Giants are going to score this week? 17. 17? 24. 24. You think they're going to score 24 points? Dan, yes. Danny three tutties. So, yes. So you're saying, I mean. Bounce back week. Let's just, let's just right go with like that median number. <laughs> Nick said 10. Or Nick said what? 17? I said 17. You said 10. Mano said, said 17. 17. All right, so let's split it straight down the middle. Let's go with that 17. The Rams have to score 31 for the Rams to cover. Do you think that's going to happen? That's very, very realistic. Yes. Who is stopping How about we just stay away? Can we all just stopping Robert Woods? James Bradbury. James Bradbury. Okay, fine. And then what are you going to do with Cooper Cup? Julian Don't worry about it. He's going to run free. We're not going to worry about that. Cooper Cup is lost. And if you cover Cooper Cup by some chance, your, your zone just happens to work and Blake Cooper Martinez. Cup doesn't break it. Blake Martinez. Do you think Blake Martinez is fast enough to cover Cooper Cup? <laughs> You're out of your mind. Absolutely I out of your mind. Landon Collins, he's gonna, Landon Collins, he's going to be like, listen, I want to play against the Rams. Let me just – I mean, I want to play against the Ravens this week. Let's, I'd rather play for the Rams. Trade me back. <laughs> I'm playing Zach in fantasy this week, and as it stands, I checked the rosters this morning. I'm playing Cooper Cup in the flex. He's playing Robert Woods in the flex. So – Naturally, oh, huge. We're both going to score two hundred points this week. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Honestly, it wouldn't uh, Jared, be out Jared of the realm. Go- it, I, it Jared Goff is going to throw three picks this week. <sighs> to who? I don't know about that. To who? All to James Bradbury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will give. I will give credit where credit is due. James Bradbury looks good. He looks, he looks really great. Good. He looks really good. Looks good. Eventually, it's going to tail off because they're rest just, of the team stinks. But it's rough to be a Giants fan. And on that note, um, that I just about believe. does it for week four um, betting picks on the Caps on Sports podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, Do at it. Caps on Sports, on Instagram, Caps on Dot Sports, on our website, Caps on Sports.com. Do um, all that. Do it. Do YouTube, it. YouTube, Spotify, that. Apple Podcasts. Check out Ice the Kicker as well. Um, that's Do Glenn that Matt's too. show. Yes, talking sir. about the NFL, breaking stuff down. Not really betting line specific, but more diving into teams, players, 
highlights of the last week and whatever. Um, so, yeah, for myself, Nick, Sam, and Anthony, we'll see you next week.